It's October 12th, 2020. This is episode 45 of Back to Normal. So let's get started. All right, today I am joined by my very first guest. It's my wife, Julia. How's it going, Julia? It's good. How are you? I'm so excited that you're down here. Um, yeah, so for those of you who've been listening the last few episodes, and I've, I have actually noticed that the last few episodes, and I've been talking about like the process of trying to give birth during a pandemic, because the premise of the show, Julia, as I wanted to explain to you when we're here, um, is kind of, it's called Back to Normal, and it's about like trying to get life back to normal. And, and one of the things that we've had to do is uh, give birth to a child. Well, you gave birth. I was just there during a pandemic. And so I was curious to get your side. I've given mine in the last, actually the first step, the last episode before um, you gave birth was called giving birth during a pandemic. And I did not realize that the next day you were going to give birth. Um, and so I recorded the the most recent episode after that um, in the car while you were in an appointment. And so now I'm, I'm wanting to get your take. So yeah, I basically start off, start whenever you want, whenever you're comfortable in time in the timeline of giving birth but I, i'm curious what what it was like from your perspective giving birth with all the safety protocols and everything everything going through your head i'm just so specifically like the day i gave birth yeah um i mean it was as normal as normal can be during this time the main difference was that you couldn't come in to the hospital with me until they admitted me and that part was kind of hard just because i mean i knew when i showed up at the hospital that i was having a baby that day yeah. I, well, and when I dropped you off, I knew, yeah. like we both knew it was happening. Yeah. Like I went into the hospital being like, yes, like my water's already broken. You're not sending me home. Like I'm going to be admitted. But their policy is that until I'm actually admitted or until they've decided like, yes, you're getting admitted, that the woman giving birth has to be um, there by herself. Their, her partner can't be, or her support person can't be with them. And so, um, that part was different because with our, with Evie, we went in and we, like we went in together. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, at that point, when we got back to the hospital with her, I was already like barely walking. Yeah. Um, so this time was a little bit different in that, like I was able to walk up to yeah. labor we, well, and delivery by myself. We, we probably would have gone around the same, on the, on the same schedule, but we were definitely like, okay, the second we pause, the earliest we can possibly get to the hospital so they can check you the better. Well, as opposed to like, is the backstory known no i don't no 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 no. Okay. so we can yeah you can give the day of the, <laughs> the last time well so it's just with our daughter our first daughter who was born two and a half years ago um my labor was very very quick i was only in labor for 51 minutes and so everyone told me like if you have another one make sure that you come to the hospital right away and so this whole pregnancy i was just like oh my god am i going to get to the hospital on time like i was just worried mm-hmm. am i going to make it to the hospital on time and then with there being the pandemic and there being a lot more sort of red tape to get through to get. So when you walk into the hospital, actually, that's a little bit different too. You can't just walk into the hospital I walk in and you have to wait in line and you have to get sort of screened and you have to tell them exactly where you're going. And they give you like a sticker so they know where you're going um, before you can go in. So I was worried that I was going to be in full-blown labor and I was going to have to wait in this line and <laughs> and somehow still be without me even though yeah, you're in labor by myself. That. Yeah. Um so I guess I was lucky in that we left early enough that I guess I was having contractions but I was able to like talk through them and I was able to like have a little bit of a break between them. Um and so I got up to labor and delivery triage. I told them, well, I'd called them. I called them before we left. So they knew I was coming so they had my chart out and ready. Um and uh they asked me like why I was there and I told them and then like, okay, you just like sit and wait for a second. And at that point I was like, okay, but I, I need to tell you something before I go sit down. 
I was like, I just want you to know that like with my first, I was only in labor for 51 minutes. So this is going to go from like zero to giving birth really quickly. At least that's what I felt was going to happen. Um, and they're like, okay. <laughs> sure. Like we'll, we'll be back. And like we said, we'll be back in a bit. <laughs> so like, you can like, go take a seat in the waiting room. So I went and I sat in the waiting room and again, there was other women there who were like by themselves. And I don't know if all of them were there for delivery because it was, it's like a labor and delivery triage. So if you have to go to, and get checked out or whatever, for any reason, after 20 weeks, you go there. Um, so I was sitting there and then I started sending you messages, yeah. which obviously yeah. that's different <laughs> because you weren't with me. And I was like, so they just had me sitting in the waiting room and I'm waiting, but, uh, told them this is going to go fast. So they need to react. <laughs> And so anyways, that waiting room part was actually pretty quick. I was only waiting for maybe 10, maybe 15 minutes. And then they brought me back into the room to sort of triage me. And um, I spoke with a nurse and she just asked me like all kinds of like regular questions and stuff. And and then she's like, okay. So after about 15 minutes of that, she's like, okay, so the doctor will be in to, to see you soon. I was like, okay. So I was sitting there and I was like, okay, the doctor's going to come in. They're going to check me. They're going to see how far along I am. And if I'm considered far along enough, which was four centimeters, they won't, yeah. they don't admit you, I think until you're maybe three, but I, I think it's four centimeters, then they'll admit me. And so I was sitting there in this room and I was there for an hour. And through this hour, I can feel the contractions getting stronger and closer together. And I'm starting to get worried because I'm like, they're I'm not, still not there. They're not coming to check you. Yeah. All this. You're still waiting in the car. And like they're not coming to check me after about an hour. I got to the point where the contractions were so strong and so close together that I was like, no, like I need to. So I like hobbled out to the hallway and I was like, um, I'm still waiting and my contractions are really strong and they're close together. Like, is the doctor coming to check me? And they're like, okay, they're, they're coming. And I understand there was like one, or one, I don't think it was like one or maybe two doctors on call. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's busy and it is a pandemic. So like, there's so, like, everything takes a little bit longer, Yeah, but I'm, sitting in the room by myself and I'm like trying my best to breathe through the contractions and just like tell myself that I'm not going to have this baby in the middle of the triage. <laughs> and, um, so the doctor came and she checked me, but in order for her to check me, like I had to, uh, I had to like wait for the contractions to pass. And they were so close together that she basically had to do it during contractions, which was really uncomfortable. And as soon as she checked me, she's like, okay, you're four centimeters. We're going to admit you. And that's when I was like, can I please tell my husband to come now? And they're like, yep. So I just sent you yeah, a message. And I all it said word. was, it was come. That's all it said. Um, and so I was waiting there. And then I don't know what your perspective was as you were coming up. Like, and I mean, I was just like, I, I knew you were obviously in labor, but I also just that one word, I was like, I don't know what I'm walking into. I don't know. Like, are you already pushing? Like, I just didn't know what to expect um, because I'd been kind of, you obviously you were, you were with them. So I was like, at that point, I think it was 1030 or so. It's 1046 because I, I looked yeah. at my watch when they said. Um, past 1030, I was just yeah. kind of like, okay, I haven't heard from her. Obviously, she'd tell me if I needed to come, but I, I don't really know. And then I get just come and I'm like, all right. So I grabbed my, the suitcase that we had packed and I grabbed the, um, the car seat because you need to bring everything. Oh, yeah. And all like our big bag of snacks because, again, you're not leaving that room, basically, like unless you have an emergency or something. Um, so like packed up all my stuff, did the same kind of intro into the hospital that you did, um, kind of walked up and it, it did seem, it seemed to me that if you had told me to come, I probably could have come at any point. Like they weren't that strict on it just because when I got, when I got up to the triage area, I was, I, I told you, I was watching, like I watched a couple that didn't seem like they were in labor at all. They were just like a very pregnant woman and a guy with her with a car seat and stuff. 
just like walking on in. Yeah. And I hear from the, from the triage, I hear just like heavy breathing and like moaning. And they're like, okay, she's, she's basically ready. So we're getting a wheelchair and, and coming. Well, yeah, you, you remind me of a couple of differences that I forgot to mention about the whole pandemic mm-hmm. thing. So one thing is that I had to wear, well, we had to wear masks. Like I had to wear a mask that whole time that I was sitting there and then the whole time I was contracting. And which I understand, I get it. Mm. Obviously it's a little uncomfortable, but I mean, it's better to be safe. Um, once we were admitted and we were in like our room, we were able to take our masks off. Yeah. Um, which is good because they said like the, your room is like your home. So you can take it. They like everyone yeah, there everyone else had wore masks. masks, but we were allowed to take our masks off, which was nice. And the other major difference is that um, we, ha- like you said, you had to bring everything with you. Yeah. Once you, cause once you were in the hospital, we weren't allowed like, well, we, I obviously wasn't going to go anywhere, um, but you weren't allowed to leave like the room. Yeah. So um, you had to bring, like you said, all of our stuff that we needed, like clothes and everything, the car seat, any food that we wanted. And so um, you couldn't like with our first, if you wanted to go after the baby was born, if you want to go out and like get us a meal somewhere and bring it yeah. back to the hospital. Yeah. Or like people could come and bring a meal. Yeah. Like, then yeah. you could do that. Or if you just want, cause so as a patient at the hospital, obviously I was provided meals. Yeah. Like that was, I got like breakfast, lunch and dinner, but because you aren't a patient, you weren't provided the meals. So we had the choice of either bringing a cooler full of food, which I thought would be really, yeah, just like, silly. it just didn't make sense or purchasing meals from the hospital. Yeah. So we just were like, we're not going to bother with a cooler. You can just buy meals yeah. a lot easier. Yeah. Food actually there is at it's the hospital. Fun. I delivered it's, it. It's yeah. not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other major difference was that obviously no one could come mm-hmm. visit us in the hospital. Yeah. So that, was hard too because obviously you know when you when you're pregnant the second time you envision you have like this vision of like your first child meeting the baby yeah, and like, yeah. like in they're the walking into the yeah. hospital room and like seeing the baby for the first time yeah and that obviously couldn't happen so that was that was the major difference yeah. it's also i yeah it was very different like you you weren't allowed last time you gave birth without any pain medication which was just ridiculous like it was atrocious that you were able to power through that but you just did it and like because it was too late by the time you wanted but this time they basically said i don't know if they actually told you it's too late for an epidural but no they um, asked me if i want an epidural as soon as they said you're going to be admitted they said uh do you want to do an epidural and i said no because i could tell it was going to be fast and to yeah. be honest even if i had said yes i don't like think they would have had yeah. enough time to do it like they wouldn't have had but by time, the time you had it in you'd be like they, pushing. so for this for a second i was in labor for 52 minutes mm-hmm. From when they said, okay, you're in labor, we're going to admit you to when he was born, it was 52 minutes. So even if I had said, yes, I want an epidural, there's no way they would have gotten, they would have been able to do it. Like they wouldn't have been able to do it in time by the time the anesthesiologist would have gotten up there. Like I wouldn't have been able to sit still long enough for them to do it. And like, it would have been like, it wouldn't have kicked in in time. Like it just didn't make sense. So I, but I went into that knowing, I went into it knowing that this time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. um, With her first, I wanted to do it unmedicated. And then when I felt the contractions, I felt how horrible it was. And in my head, I was like, this is going to be like long and drawn out hours of yeah. this. And like, I, there was no break between contractions. There's just like, like one after the other. I was like, I want an epidural because I was like, there's no way I can do this for 12 to God knows how long, mm-hmm. how many hours. Um, but thank God it was short and it was over with, with him. Our second, I was like, in my head, I was like, it's probably going to be quick. Mm-hmm. Like I was open to the idea of an epidural. If I felt like if, if things were progressing. 
but I was also like, I can handle it for, for a brief amount of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do it and I'll just, I'll just get through it. Yeah. But even then, um, the, the, the other big difference is you weren't allowed to, they weren't offering last time you had nitrous oxide mm-hmm. to help just help with breathing, stay calm. Yeah. Um, this time they said for some reason, I don't exactly know why. Yeah. I don't know what the, why we couldn't this time. They said yeah. because of COVID they, they weren't doing that this time. And again, the the first time the reason that I the main reason it helped is because I was like I couldn't get my breathing under control. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like hyperventilating and it was and the nitrous oxide helped to calm my body enough for me to be able to like breathe again. Mm-hmm. Um, this time around, again, I probably just because I'd been through it before and I was a kind of knowing, like mentally what to expect and like it's only knowing like it's only a brief period of time. That's kind of what got me through it. It's like it's it's only a short amount of time. I didn't have that problem where I was like hyperventilating yeah. and like I was able to keep my breathing relatively under control. So I don't think I would have. It wouldn't have been as useful. Yeah. It wouldn't have been as useful because it, it doesn't do anything for the pain. Yeah. It's not like it took the pain away. It just helped my body physically relax enough, my muscles to relax enough that I could breathe properly. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the end, not having the gas wasn't. It was, it was okay. It was just a, a difference. Like not yeah, even, it just, wasn't even being an yeah, option. Yeah. I was just, I don't, I don't know why yeah. COVID has, has prevented that from happening yeah i guess because they put the thing on it it's like respiratory yeah yeah it's it was a weird thing but yeah so once we were in the room i guess that's the delivery room yeah Mm -hmm. um like you said it was our home so we didn't have to wear masks i still felt like i should i should be wearing one though right like maybe you 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 wouldn't because you're actually needing to like breathe hard and push they actually wanted you they actually said you need to wear a mask during pushing well they told me that when they so they they, even in that room though they oh, still said they? it again, but then oh, it, was just, it was just so fast. Everything yeah. happened so quickly that, uh, that, that did not happen. But it, I mean, you breathed like 14 times and came out. So it didn't take that long. Um, but yeah, it felt like, I felt like, cause I, every time I've been in public in the last nine months, mm-hmm. I've wanted to wear a mask. So like, I'm like tentatively, okay, I guess I'll take it off. But like, I could wear one if you yeah. want. And to be honest, when, when I was in like the triage and I was wearing the mask, I kind of forgot it was there. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it was on, but like I... I was kind of preoccupied with other things yeah. that I, I didn't even really notice that I was wearing the mask. Yeah. It wasn't really a big deal. It didn't impede mm-hmm. anything in any way. Um, did it make me a little bit more sweaty? Maybe, but I don't know. It wasn't, like I said, I didn't really notice it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we got back to the room. <laughs> when you came and they were like bringing us to the room, the nurse was like, can you walk or do you need a wheelchair? And I was like, no, nah, I need a wheelchair, <laughs> which that was a difference yeah, because yeah, yeah. The first, with our first, <laughs> um, when they were admitting us, they like, were like, okay, we're going to go to your room now. And I asked for a wheelchair cause I was in so much pain Yeah, and they were kind of like, oh, like, like oh, you're only four centimeters. You're it's only fine. four centimeters. <laughs> it's fine. Like, it's not that far. You can like, you'll be fine. Yeah. And on the way to the room, I had like, it took, it took like, so long because or something. like, it literally was across the hall, the room, yeah. and I stopped, I don't know how Three many or four times. four times, I, I bet, at least. Because of contractions. And then by the time we got to the room, I was like, I need to push. Yeah. Um. So this time when she offered me a wheelchair, I was like, yes, because it would have taken <laughs> so long to get to the room. Yeah. Otherwise. Um. So yeah, so they brought us into the room. And at this point, I was like full late stages of labor. Yeah. Um. And very, like in a lot of pain and struggling to like just get through and then the nurse i don't know after maybe like 15 minutes something like that she checked me again maybe a bit less maybe a bit less yeah um 
she checked me again and she's like, okay, so you're nine centimeters now. So keep in mind, like 15 minutes earlier, maybe I was four centimeters. Yeah. And she's like, you're nine centimeters now, but baby's still like too high to push. Um, so even if you get to 10, like we need baby to drop a little bit more before you can start pushing. And I was like, okay. I feel almost ready. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I was like, so she had brought in like a labor ball for me to sit on, which I was like, okay, I'll try the ball. But like, I literally couldn't move. Like yeah, at this point, no, I, it was... at this point I was on the, I was on the bed and like, there was no break between contractions. And she was like, don't worry. Like, you'll know when you have to push. <laughs> and in my head, I was like, oh, I know. I remember. <laughs> and within, I don't know, maybe five minutes, maybe. It was less. I'm pretty sure. I think it was one contraction later. I'm like lying on the bed and the nurse had like gone around the, she was like outside, yeah. just outside the room, like getting stuff ready. Mm-hmm. And I just yell like, I need to push. And I hear her run back into the room saying, no, don't push. We need, Yeah, they wanted to check you, I guess, first well, to make sure you were The doctor wasn't even in the room yeah. yet. Yeah, yeah. And so that's what she said. She's like, Which, she's like, I wanted to make sure the doctor, she's like, everyone has their role. She's like, I'm really good at certain things. She's like, but I need that doctor in the room and like you're, when it's time to <laughs> yeah. push. And so she told me not to push. And that's like any woman who's been in labor, um, particularly unmedicated when you're feeling that, yeah. like you can't not push really and even if i didn't push like Things I, are I, mean, happening. I didn't push but he was he was coming out yeah, like yeah. even without pushing and then so she checked me again and she's like okay yeah it's time and they got the doctor was there and she said okay push and two contractions later he was out yeah it was i mean last time it was fast i remember thinking i, I remember thinking they said this was going to be fast, but this is real fast. Mm-hmm. And like with the pushing phase, because it was like every time you'd push, he'd come out a little more and a little more. And then eventually his head was out. And then like later he was out. But this time it was like one set of pushes. His head came almost all the way out. The second set of pushes, his head came out and his entire body just flopped out. Yeah. Like, so with, <laughs> with our daughter, I pushed for eight minutes. Yeah. And with him, I pushed for, I'm saying him because it's, he's lying on the floor beside yes, me. Sorry, yes. you guys can't see him. With our son, I pushed for three minutes. Yeah. And, and that was a fast three minutes. <laughs> like, I don't remember it being that long. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. And then he was here. You're a superhero. And um, I think, I guess, other than what we've already described, it was pretty normal. Um, like, there weren't that many differences other than the fact that all the doctors and, like, people are constantly coming into your room when, when, after you've given birth. Yeah. And I found at the hospital we delivered at, um, they took really good care of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I, I almost feel like they took better care of us this time than last time. Not that we didn't get good care last time. We yeah. did. Um, but there was people coming in regularly just to check on us and see like how we were doing. Like, could, do we need anything? How's the room temperature? How's this? How's that? Like from all different departments. Yeah. Um, like obviously doctors and nurses for me and then doctors and nurses for the baby would come in. But um, just like I, almost like customer service people. Yeah, like yeah, it's exactly. not customer service because it's a hospital. One, but one, there was one customer service specifically like we want to make sure you're your stay is okay. Mm-hmm. Like, how would you rate this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, so I felt really well taken care of in that, in that aspect. And like you said, it was, there wasn't a huge difference because even though you couldn't leave the room, it's not like you really left the room that much last exactly. time. You know, I mean, you did, you, you left the room to like get water, get water for me and ice and stuff. So this time we had to like ask someone, which yeah, <laughs> boohoo for us. We had to ask someone to serve us water and ice. <laughs> like, it's not like it was an inconvenience really and we, it was more the people for me it was the people coming like your family yeah couldn't come and evie couldn't come yeah yeah that was that's probably the biggest and and having to go up by myself 
and yeah. not having oh, you. Oh yeah, for sure. Not having you there for like the bulk of my labor. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, it wasn't really my labor, but like the, as the pre, like the pre labor. Yeah, the part, early labor like, as they call it. Yeah. Um. So to have to go through that alone with like no one there to like support you. Th- and like I was in a room by myself for an hour. It was just mm-hmm. me and I was contracting the whole time. It wasn't like I was there like relaxing. It was a break, yeah. It was the whole time I was contracting and, and they were getting stronger and stronger and stronger and closer together. And like, I didn't have, I mean, it's not that big of a deal. Like it was in the end, it was fine, but obviously it would have been nicer to have. Yeah. Like anybody, anybody else. <laughs> yeah. there to help you through. Cause like how much more transmittable, like we've, we've been living together. We've been like within 20 feet of each other for the last nine months mm-hmm. like with like few exceptions. Um, if any air that I'm breathing, you're also breathing. So like if yeah. one of us is sick, we're both sick. Why can't we I mean, stand I understand it's a other? hospital policy and, yeah. and they have to kind of keep it the same for everyone. And yeah. and there probably are, like my case is an extreme case. Like mm-hmm. my case is not the norm where you go in and like within a couple of hours, the baby's out. Mm-hmm. Um, usually there's time and the contractions aren't that strong. And where you have to come and you're actually not ready yet. And you need and to they like, send you home. Yeah. And that I think is the main, the main reason why they do it because they don't want people coming in and out of the hospital, a bunch of people. Um, I just wish that I could try. I told everyone, like I told my doctor, my doctor had a written down on my file that like I deliver fascia, like rapid delivery written like three different places. Um, so I kind of wish it was more like a case by case basis. Like when yeah. I called and I was like, it's not like I came in because I thought I was having contractions. Like we went to the hospital because my water broke that morning. Yeah. And so they, they're not going to send you home when your water's broken. Mm-hmm. Especially um, now, especially knowing wouldn't. now with COVID and knowing my history, yeah, they weren't going to send me home. So I was going to be admitted either way. Yeah, it would no have been better what. if they just. It would have been better if they had just said, "Yep, come on up. Like your husband come with you." And honestly, I didn't mean to sit in triage. They could have just admitted me and done all yeah. that in a room. Exactly. And they could have just put us in the room if that's what they wanted. But like I said, it's one of those things where it kind of has to be the same for everyone across yeah. the board. Yeah. You can't just like I get it. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like. We need to have you back. I need to have you back for another episode to do kind of follow up because we have basically just gotten to the time right before he popped out. So I'm curious, but we are way over time. And I've, I've already said you only need to do this for like 10 or 15 minutes and it's been 20. So um, would that be, would you be interested in following up? Sure. Talk about it more? Because like, I, it's, it's fun talking about this because we've talked about most of this already, but it's, I think it's interesting. And um, obviously people are going to keep giving birth during this pandemic. We have a couple of friends that are, that are going to be doing this during basically the exact same time. So, yeah. And it was, it was different because obviously like when I gave birth, it was like, it seems to be like the peak of the second wave. Yeah. Well, we, we don't know. It's we don't the know peak so far. It's the highest it's ever been. Yeah. So it was a little bit more stressful because in my head at the beginning of my pregnancy, I was like, well, by the time I give birth, things will have calmed down. Yeah. And it was like way worse than it was ever. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it seemed like we were like, okay, in the summer, we were having this thing like, okay, numbers are super low. Like it was single digits a day. We're like, okay, great. They're going to have this really good plan for schools. September's going to roll around, but like they're going to have it figured out and they did not have it figured out. And I don't know how much of that's contributing to it, but it's yeah. definitely not helping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks for being here. And like I said, um, we'll have you back again soon. So thanks very much for listening. Sounds good. Bye. Bye.